0: Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast, hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the Gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book.
1: We were just talking about Ishmael and Abraham and the relationship with him, and we were at verse 10 of Genesis 21, where Sarah tells Abraham, "'I want you to cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac.'" So we first said last podcast that just being in a home doesn't make you saved. Just being in a church doesn't make you uh heir to salvation. Salvation comes by faith in Jesus Christ. And secondly, that what I want to point out is that Ishmael is a picture of the law because he was born to the bondservant. The idea of a bondservant was one that just... Obeyed. There was no relationship. She just obeyed. She was told, You need to have a child by Abraham. Okay, I do that. Do, 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 do. Works, works, works. That's the idea of the law. And Ishmael is a picture of that. When we come to the New Testament, it's important to know that. Third, the law is done and we should rejoice in salvation that it's by faith and not by works. It wasn't by works in the Old Testament either, but Thank the Lord that the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It was a schoolmaster to bring them to Christ too. The idea is to show we can't do this without Christ. We have to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and His shed blood for our sins. As we get into the uh, law as what they're what I'm referring to, this is going to be Moses and Sinai and God's going to give all these commandments, these commandments are not bad. They came straight from heaven, from God. But they're all a picture of salvation. I, I'm excited for getting into later Leviticus and, and Deuteronomy. They're, it's deep stuff, but all of it is a picture of Christ. And those in the Old Testament who by faith obeyed and and kept the law, not as pride as in I'm doing works and I'm just obeying, but Looking ahead to the Messiah understood salvation. They understood that we're doing this because we love God. We we want to follow Him. So the idea of the bond servant is a picture of the law, but praise God, it's done. And Christ fulfilled the law. And although although the Jews should have kept the law, salvation didn't come from keeping the law keeping the law was a result of their faith. And even today, as we obey God, you know, there are hundreds of commandments in the New Testament. Some people say, I don't have to obey commandments because uh, I'm a New Testament Christian. Oh, so am I. But if you're a New Testament uh, Christian, there's a lot of laws we follow. But if you're just trying to keep those laws in order to please God, you're missing the point. The point is, I please God. I look to Christ in faith. And because of that, I want to, I want to follow his rules and I want to obey. And you know what? It's not grievous to me because the Lord gives me the Holy Spirit. God gave me the Holy Spirit in order to enable me and to do what he asked me to do. You know, the Bible says, be holy for I'm holy. If I go around like someone that I have to be holy, I have to do this. I've missed the point. That's the idea of Ishmael. You're the son of the bondwoman. You're like I have to have to have to. No, but if I say Christ saved me and he is in, he's given me the power to say no to sin. He's given me the power to do what's right and I rejoice to be able to strive for holiness. That's a different story. The re, the result of faith is works. But we are not saved by works. It's the order of things. If I'm doing works in order for for salvation, I've missed the point. That's Ishmael and the bond woman. If I'm saved and I say, I love God, I will willingly be a bond servant to him. I will work for him. And salvation brings about good works. That's what we're aiming for. We're not aiming for drudgery and being this bond servant, it was miserable for Ishmael and Hagar. It was bad, and and a lot of that was because of their attitude. It was wrong. What happened to them was very wrong, but it didn't make an excuse for their attitude. What happened to Ishmael and how he was treated wasn't right. It wasn't how it should have been, but it doesn't give him an excuse for his wrongdoing. The reason I set up the idea in the last podcast of Ishmael, and maybe why this came about, is to give us a, a sense of, he's a real teenage boy who made some really bad choices, but you know that real teenage boy didn't have to do what he did. He could have done what's right. He could have gone to Abraham and Sarah and said, you know, I want to follow God. What do I do to follow God? How do I, how do I uh, please you? No, instead, he got a bad attitude, and he did what's wrong, and there was no excuse. Although, Things did happen that maybe propelled him that way. There's still never an excuse for sin. Verse 11 said, And the thing was very grievous to Abraham's sight because of his son. Now, it wasn't just grievous uh, because, you know, his wife's getting on to him, all this. But this is grievous to him because it's his son. And, you know, Children, know this. Your wrong actions grieve your parents greatly. We'll get into Proverbs where there's many verses on this. And please, children, if you're listening, if you're a teenager and you're listening, do you love your parents? Do you want to please them? I believe so. I believe at the heart of a child, they do want to please their parents but they put their wants and their desires first, and they don't realize you're just adding burdens and heartache to their parents because of their actions. And Abraham was very grieved by Ishmael's actions. And secondly, though, another reason I believe Abraham was grieved, because sibling rivalry rivalry is a really hard thing on parents. I know I have four children. I love all of my children equally. I don't know how it's possible. It's only a work of God. Uh, when I say work of God, I think he created parents this way. I think it's how we were created, that the more kids you have, the more love you have, and it's all equal, and it's all loving, and and you just can't get over how much you love your children. What grief is it for two of your children to be fighting with each other and not wanting to talk to each other? you got one i can't imagine the grief as Abraham saying, Well come on, Ishmael rejoice. This son was a gift from God and this is a miracle of God and Ishmael gets jealous and that's where uh sibling rivalry rivalry usually comes from. Jealousy and and you're I'm better than you and and just like Ishmael's like, Well I'm am the firstborn and how dare you come along and take over the show Children, and I'm speaking to myself, because I'm still, I'm not a child as in a little child, but I am a child of a, of two parents. And I work very hard to keep a good relationship with my siblings, because I know how hard it is if, I, if my kids are fighting with each other. You're like, come on, we're all on the same team here. Let's not fight. And so this grief was to Abraham, first because... When when kids do wrong, it's such a grief to parents. But then also sibling sibling rivalry is hard on parents. I can't speak that those two words today. But then it was really hard on Abraham because he had to kick them out. Now we look. It says here, God says, "Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, because the bondwoman, in all that Sarah hath said unto thee." Hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So this was hard on Abraham because he had to kick them out. He could, you know, he's probably thinking, could not the boy just be chastened? Could he not just get a spanking when Sarah comes with this extreme thing? You know, Ishmael's being bad and he's making fun of Isaac, but we got to kick him out? I know there was a conflict between he and Sarah because God had to come settle it for him. You know, here, here, Abraham's like, what? I, I, okay, I've been in rejoicing because I have this son. It's so wonderful. You know, you have this, he has on a mountaintop and it's going great. And whammo, my wife says, I got to kick out my son. And I don't think that this just happened 30 seconds later that God said, yes, you need to. I believe this was something that was weighing on Abraham's heart. He was it was it says very grievous to Abraham. This wasn't just a little bit, it was very distressing to him. He's distressed about it. But God says don't be distressed about it. You need to do it. And so I'd like to read a, a passage that Matthew Henny, Henry wrote about this that I think helps clear things up. So when I say clear things up, makes it Clearer than mud, at least as far as to get a, a good picture in our mind's eye of what was happening here. So it says here, we may well suppose Abraham to be greatly agitated about this mad- matter. He did not want to displease Sarah, and yet he also loathed to expel Ishmael. In this difficulty, God tells him what his will is, and then he is satisfied. Note, A good man desires no more in doubtful cases than to know his duty and what God would have him to do. And when he is clear in this, he is or should be, it should be easy to make Abraham so. So God sets this matter before him in true light and shows him a few things. I'm going to point this out. Number one that the casting out of Ishmael was necessary to the establishment of Isaac in the rights and privileges of the covenant. In Isaac shall thy seed be called. Both Christ and the church must descend from Abraham through the loins of Isaac. This is the entail of the promise upon Isaac as quoted in Romans 9, 7, which says, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called, to show that not all who come from Abraham's loins were the heirs of Abraham's covenant. Isaac, the promised son, must be the father of the promised seed. Therefore, away with Ishmael, send him far enough, lest he corrupt the manners or attempt to invade the rights of Isaac. It will be his security to have his rival banished. The covenant seed of Abraham must be a peculiar people, a people by themselves, from the very first distinguished, not mingled with those that are out of the covenant. For this reason, Ishmael must be separated. Abraham was called alone, and so must Isaac be. I'm going to read another passage that, Shows this in Isaiah 51 too. It says, look unto Abraham your father and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. It's probable that Sarah thought little of this. But God took what she said and turned it into an oracle. And afterwards, that the casting of Ishmael should not be his ruin. That he should be a nation. God promise to bless him. So I'm sorry to read so much. I try not to do that often because you can pick up Matthew Henry and read him. And I don't I don't just exclusively read Matthew Henry, but sometimes when it's so clear there that he says it so good, I wanna give credit to whose whom credit's due. I try and uh, read a lot of things, but if I'm going to quote someone so much, that's why I tried to read that. But I thought that was so good, and in and that it showed it was just very important to God that this promise come through Isaac, and that Isaac did not need to have Ishmael's um, pressure or even um, influence in his life, that God said, no, Sarah was right. You need to let Ishmael go, and we're going to get into that story next time. Heavenly Father, when we have to go through hard things like Abraham did, I pray that we would listen to you. This had to be so hard to him to push his son out of his home, but it was the right thing to do. It was what you asked him to do. You gave him the strength and the power to do it. I pray that we would have the strength and power to do what's right when you call upon us to make hard decisions. May we lean upon you for strength And may we follow your leading every day in our lives. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord with
0: Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord with Me Facebook page. Until next time. God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.